0: i'm gonna talk right into it whisper welcome to dungeon delving i'm brandon wagner i'm adam mckeever and today we're delving into we're revisiting the warlock delving into revisiting the Warlock. yep um warlock to me from what i've been hearing about it over the last it's been like two years since i made an episode of warlock is it's kind of like the fighter to me like everybody like shits on it for being boring and
1: but everybody uses it
0: yeah the Warlock is, like, like so many people that are, like, power gaming will take a one or two level dip into Warlock for Hexblade. Or one or, one to three. <laughs> oh, I want Hexblade, so I can curse people. And I want to get to third level, so I can get packed with the blade. So that my magic sword is just really good. There you go. It's like, it's like, stop shooting on Warlock and then turning around and power gaming with it.
1: Like, chill. So... They get a lot of new spells... And they most do. of them are from Tasha's.
0: Uh, it looks like it's pretty much just their fifth level new spells. And a couple of their seventh level ones.
1: Yeah.
0: and Weird, Mislead, Planner Binding, and Teleportation Circle are all from the PHP. But the rest are all Tasha's. Booming Blade, Mind Sliver. Lightning Lore, Summon Fae, Shadow Spawn, Undead, Aberration, Fiend. <laughs> they don't get to summon Celestials. Hmm.
1: I mean, makes sense.
0: There's a celestial pact warlock
1: though from Xanathars. True, they should be able to summon a celestial. I, I guess I would, I would let them have that if they were a celestial pact.
0: Yeah, if I was a celestial pact warlock, I'd be like, yeah, you can replace one. What is the Some celestial level spell?
1: I think so. I would just take it. You can just have that. Go for it. Oh, you me. can't
0: upcast it beyond that. So, oh well. Um, let's see what else they get. They get a new pact boon. Which is pretty cool. So in Player's Handbook, you have Pact of the Blade, Pact of the Chain, which is your familiar, and Pact of the Tome, which is your expanded spells. Okay. And every single book, though, Player's Handbook, Tasha's, and Xanathar's, all add Eldritch invocations. But this is the first time they got a new boon. Which, rereading the Pact Boons, those have almost as much effect on how you're going to play your Warlock and what kind of Warlock they're going to be as who your patron is. Okay. I kind of envision it as the patron is what powerful being is your patron, and the pact boon is what kind of pact do you have? Because a pact of the Tome Warlock is going to be very different than a pact of the Blade Warlock. It doesn't really even if they both have the same kind of uh, patron, like no, they can both be Fey Warlocks, but the right the Tome Lock is going to be much more of a spellcaster than the Blade Lock is. Um, now we have the talis Lock. <laughs> A talisman Warlock, which uh, lets you add a d4 to a failed ability check. That? And that's that. just by itself. Yeah. Um, Every single Pact Boon has Eldritch Invocations attached to it, and the Pact of the warlo- of the Talisman one seemed to me to be very, like, protective. Um, and they're all in Toshas, because that's where they added it. So you have uh, Bond of the Talisman, which lets you uh t- teleport someone else who's wearing your talisman can teleport to you um uh, i think they can yeah as long as you're on the same plane you can people can teleport so you can send your rogue in to scout and then they don't have to worry about getting back out you just like here take my talisman go in there scout around figure out where all the traps are in the monsters and then poof yeah back out uh what else do you get from The talisman specifically. Rebuke of the talisman lets you deal psychic damage and push the attacker who hits whoever's wearing your talisman. And that's that's what's really cool to me, is it's not you with your talisman on you. It's whoever's wearing it. So you can get all these pact wounds to make your talisman this talisman of protection and
1: then give it to your squishies in your party. Speaking of that, one of the options is protection of the talisman. Whenever they fail a saving throw, they can add a d4 mm-hmm
0: it's just it's a cool cool thing because all the other ones like i was i was looking into like what would i do if i really wanted to just build on my tome i'm not looking at others invocations that aren't uh not sorry not tome aren't boon related and you know if you have a pact of the chain warlock then you have a uh with the right elders invocations you have a uh what's the word familiar that yeah. you can telepathically communicate with as long as you're on the same plane You can see through their eyes. You can speak through them. You have like this ultimate scout. They can hold concentration for you. They can attack when you get some of the right Elders invocations. They gain flying or swimming speeds. They just, you can,
1: (laughs) you have the ultimate scout. I want my familiar to be a gnat. A gnat? A single (laughs) gnat.
0: A single (laughs) gnat.
1: Just like, no one will (laughs) ever.
0: The AC's like fireball. The AC's like 30. Yeah, I think that's something else you can do you can originate your spells from your familiar. Yeah. Which that's just bonkers. <laughs> but yeah, right? and then uh pack to the blade is of course your if you're playing a hex blade, you're gonna take pack of the blade, get all those cool you get an eldritch smite. <laughs> you get um ways to deal more damage to curse people with the right pack boons. Warlock is just it has so many more layers than other classes
1: like an ogre it's an ogre it's the, it's
0: the ogre of class it's the shrek of classes because you have so many layers it's like with most classes it's like yeah you've got your race your background class subclass the equipment you carry is part of making your character yours and the spells you choose to prepare but then with warlock you have all that plus your pact boon your relationship with your patron your elders and vacations that you take um when you start to get your i don't remember what the feature's called
1: there's a lot of variety in building your character. Just to
0: turn into an Elder's Blast Cannon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it's crazy how much there is to the Warlock. What is that feature called, though? Mystic Arcanum. This gives you access to one sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth level spell per long rest. One of each as you level up. Which nice. is why Warlock has nine levels of spells that they can choose from. Even though they only have up to level 5 spell slots. Which makes them kind of a half they're like a three quarter caster. <laughs> <laughs> I mean they also regain all their spell slots on a short rest. Their level 20 feature gives them all their spell slots back after performing a one minute ritual where they interface with their patron once per long rest. It's just yeah you only have like three spell slots and i was gonna come into this episode ready to defend warlocks as not just elders blast cannons then i remembered that one session where tim's warlock used all of her spell slots in a single round because she used hellish rebuke and another spell on her turn and then she was out of spell slots (laughs) like that's it you have two
1: (laughs) yeah yeah anyway the fathomless
0: the fathomless this one's really cool um tyler played a not quite a fathomless it was like a homebrew warlock subclass that was like
1: it gave people the black spot and it was a barbarian was it i thought it was a warlock no that was a barbarian warlock. it wasn't a warlock i could have swear that was a barbarian subclass i remember he
0: gave people the black spot and they became afraid of water yep and that was fun
1: because <laughs> we were on islands <laughs> um the fathomless is the, the, the... I've got the spot and I'm giving it to you. <laughs> I think we
0: made that joke every time you used that
1: <laughs> But But um, it talks about
0: like krakens, water elementals, godlike hallucinations dreamed into being by Kua Toa, merfolk demigods, sea hag covens. I would also add to this list the Storm Giant Quintessent. Because, so the Storm Giant Quintessent is in Volos Guide. It's a powered up version of the Storm Giant... And they can like turn into natural phenomena. Like they oh. can transform into thunderstorms and blizzards and become part of the world. It's the story is, is that storm giants all want to be around when their gods come back. And I see. they're and, but they're still mortal. Giants aren't immortal beings. And these quintessence are like, well, I'm gonna become immortal by turning myself into part of the natural world. And they can retake a storm like their giant form. But I would absolutely be like, yeah, a storm giant quintessent that lives in the ocean and takes the form of like a royal in the waves and a thunderstorm would absolutely I think be able to be a patron.
1: Yeah, that would be that would be really awesome.
0: Um, so let's talk about their features. Uh, first their spells. Creator Destroy water, gust of wind, thunder wave, lightning bolt, sleep storm, summon elemental, but only water elementals. Control water. And uh, Bigby's hand, which appears as a tentacle <laughs> and Cone of Gold. Um, it's just kind of like, hey, you're you're the ocean. You're the pirate themed. So, like,
1: I hate that when I hear Bigby's hand, I immediately think, what, is it just going to, like, gonna appear you, out of the ether gonna, with coffee? It's going to give you coffee. <laughs> I, uh, I hate that. I don't, I don't drink coffee.
0: They get a lot of tentacle features. Like, holy crap. Like, so many of their features are related to just tentacles. Uh, you've got Tentacle of the Deeps.
1: This this is the hentai caster. The hentai caster, <laughs> I've seen that hentai. Um,
0: as a bonus action, you create a ten foot tentacle within sixty feet of you. It lasts for a minute, and when you create it, you make a melee attack with it. The, the target takes one d eight cold damage, and their speed is reduced by ten feet. Oh. At ten levels this goes up to two d eight. As a bonus action on your turn, you can move the tentacle and repeat the attack. So, and it's proficiency bonus. That's how many times you can use it.
1: Not bad. It's pretty
0: powerful right off the bat. Then you get a few other features that uh, relate to it. Um, at 6th level, your tentacle can uh, deal damage. You can use a reaction to attack something that hurts you or an ally with your tentacle. Uh, what else? I think that's it, actually. I think it's
1: just those two. I mean, you get other tentacle themed features, yes. like the uh, grasping tentacles, where you learn... Everard's black tentacles.
0: Yeah, and damage can't break your concentration on it. You can just keep those tentacles up, baby.
1: Yeah. Um, uh, first level gift of the sea, forty foot swimming speed, and you can be underwater. Like, and that's
0: part of I was talking to you about the the, the crew of pirates idea I had where they're all fathomless.
1: Yeah, it was basically the crew of the Flying Dutchman.
0: Yeah, they're all these like fishmen, and they all I would I would imagine making a very frustrating encounter for the party where you guys are like. You get hired by a local lord or a merchant to take out these pirates that are proving to be a real nuisance. And I would imagine that this crew would, they would try to capsize their opponent's ship. Like if they would like run away, you'd be like, oh, we got him, let's give chase. And then they lead you into a reef where you capsize. So now you're on a sinking boat with a bunch of warlocks 30 feet out in the water, just popping out of the water, shooting eldritch blasts and then dipping back down and swimming away. It would be so frustrating. Or they just stand in one spot, like in waist-deep water. And as soon as you get within melee range, they dip underwater, swim forty feet away. So you don't have a yeah. swim speed. You're in waist-deep water. You have half moving speed.
1: Yeah. It
0: would just—they would just kite you around the the shallows of the shoreline. And oh gosh, I was thinking about it last night. And I'm like, I think you guys would not let me DM anymore if <laughs> I made you fight this crew. And you're just like on a sinking boat, you can't do anything except shoot arrows and spells and back at these guys it'd be really frustrating and uh summon a, a short we should do an episode on when it's okay and how to frustrate your players
1: okay oh, i don't have the short list pulled up because i do think it's
0: it's okay sometimes to frustrate what else do we have
1: here when and how to frustrate players
0: Man, we have Warlock Patrons as another episode. Okay, cool.
1: Yep. Warlock pa- Patrons, Monks and Temples, Railroading, Antisocial Characters, are Out of the Abyss Recap. It's going up. I think... Problematic, uh, the problematic writing of the original Menzo Baranzen. Yeah.
0: Which I I reread it last night, and I, I've already looked through and gone, all right, I'm not doing this, I'm not doing this, I'm going to tweak this.
1: Mm-hmm. Um when just, and how to frustrate crazy. your players is now on the list. But anyway, back back to, the, the, back fathom to the, list. the
0: fathom list. So you get oceanic soul, which gives you resistance to cold damage. And if you're underwater and another creature's underwater, you can communicate. Oh, nice. If you understand
1: each other's speech if you're both underwater. And I'm just imagine... Yo. And you're just like, oh, you just call me a bitch? <laughs> uh-uh. And they're like drowning and you're just like, I was
0: going to help you, but now I'm not. The final feature, Fathomless Plunge. I like this feature because I imagine, like, the party finds out where the bad guys, where the lair is, what they're hunting. Whether it be, maybe not goblins, it's a 14-level feature, but, you know, maybe a camp of some villains or something like that. And they're like, all right, we're going to camp out a little ways away, take a long rest before we go in. And during your downtime, I can see the warlock, like, exploring. Like, I got to find a body of water... That's within a mile of this layer, because what this what Fathomless plunge let you do is you and your friends that are within 30 feet of you get like a whirl of tentacles splashes out of the ground and you disappear and you reappear in that body of water. So I can see the Warlock player like I'm going to look around see if there's any bodies of water nearby at least pond sized so that if things go south we can we can escape. It's an escape rope fun. But- yeah. And it's so, it, it means that if you're a DM and you're going to be playing at 14th level with a Batonless Warlock, you need to think about the terrain surrounding your areas of action. Because this is a feature that demands that. Like, if, if you're just, if you never think about what the terrain looks like around where stuff is happening, then it's, it's a feature that might never be useful. And also, as a player, it's something that you think about is I need to look, I need to keep an eye on
1: these. So one good thing is if you're in an oceanic campaign,
0: yeah, you can, you can do any. It has to be within a mile. So if you're doing an oceanic campaign and you go to a large island or you go to the mainland for something for a little side quest, and you do end up more than a mile offshore. Then you're out of luck.
1: But I mean, it's still going to be useful it's a lot absolutely of the time, be useful, for sure.
0: Especially because what you could do is is you could even if you're just on an island, you're not like in a dungeon. It's like, we got to get out of here. Things are dangerous. You can just repair next to your boat. Yeah. And you guys know how much I like characters with the sailor background. I think I've had like, I've had two at least. Yeah. Characters with a sailor background. Yo-ho, yo yeah. Oh, no, I changed one. Lucan was a sailor background. And then I got, um. what is it? Uh, Ghost of Saltmarsh. And I changed his background to uh, the, the, the boat fixing. Oh, yeah. Thing. I don't remember what they're called. But still, it it didn't change the character at all. It just gave me a feature that I didn't otherwise have so I could fix boats. And we've been on land camping, but still. (laughs) Yeah. Let's talk about the genie patron. Yeah. This one has a lot of options because you choose what kind of genie you have.
1: I I do have to say, though, the first time that I even read this, first thing came to mind is like, okay, so Aladdin is a uh, cross-class genie rogue. Or uh, Gene absolutely. rogue.
0: He absolutely is. He's a rogue and that's another thing that we can touch on real quick is warlock is a really cool is a really easy class to multiclass into and make it thematic. I know there's DMs out there that are like if you want to multiclass, you can't just do it. You know, you got to have a reason. There's got to be a a purpose and a story hook for how your character, how your fighter becomes also a wizard or something like that. Mm-hmm. and warlock I think warlock and sorcerer are really easy classes to do this with
1: <laughs> sorcerer
0: oh I didn't oh. Know. by the way oh some traumatic event happened that awakened my innate magical powers like an x-men there you mm-hmm. go uh, warlock I've heard of one DM who his entire party got a level in warlock because they went into a tomb and they opened a a, a coffer or something and an ancient spirit came out and it was like for freeing me, I'm going to give you these powers, and all of them got one level of warlock. Nice. And then it becomes an issue of, well, not an issue. That's the wrong word. But you, you get the opportunity to have players explore that in different amounts because now every time they level up, they can be like, yeah, I want to, I want to enhance and work on my relationship with this being that we freed. Whereas you know maybe the paladin is like, no, I don't. I never wanted this. This is some weird. Or maybe like the paladin or the cleric. It's like no, I don't want this. I'm just going to keep the one level, and that's going to be it.
1: Or so I can... do, or even think, how do I get rid of this? Right, exactly.
0: And then, or you have another player like a rogue who's like, I get magic powers now, cool. And they stop leveling rogue and start just pumping all their levels into warlock. <laughs> it can go any way. Yeah. Downside is you can't multi-class into the same class. So warlock is one that I think you should be able to, though. I think it'd be interesting to see like a level a twentieth level warlock. That has the first 10 levels of warlock features for two different kinds of
1: patrons. That that would be interesting. Like Liliana. Liliana's
0: a warlock with multiple patrons.
1: Yeah, she <laughs> five, technically.
0: I mean, they're all infernal patrons,
1: but... <laughs> I mean, they're, they're also all dead.
0: Right, she kills all of them.
1: They all... Okay, Nicol Bolas isn't dead. All right. Nicol
0: Bolas is—he's trapped, though,
1: right? He is trapped in his meditation realm and is no longer a planeswalker. Right, they took his spark away. Yep, using the elder spell he was casting. He'll be back someday, I'm sure. Oh, definitely. He's, there... he's Nicol Bolas. He's like—he's like Magic the Gathering Thanos. There, <laughs> there, there is a reason why they did not kill him.
0: But um, so genies. There's four kinds of genies, each with the different element, and um, so you get a a set of spells that are just. Because you're a genie a genie warlock, you get these spells. And those are detect evil and good, fantastical force, create food and water, fantastical killer, and creation. And wish. So normally, your patron spells only go up to 5th level because those are the only levels you have proper spell slots for. Right. But if you're a genie warlock, when you get that, that special once per day or once per long rest cast of a ninth level spell, you can take wish. Which, you know... Is pretty good flavor. Yeah, um, you and then if you're a Dao, which is the Earth Elemental, you get Sanctuary, Spike Growth, Melt into Stone, Stone shaped Wall of Stone. The Jin gives Thunder Wave, Gust of Wind, Wind Wall, Greater Invisibility, and Seeming. The Efreet gets all damage all the time with Burning Hands, Scorching Ray, Fireball, Fire Shield, and Flame Strike. No utility, only damage.
1: And then the Myriad, Fire Shield is a little utility, a little bit. And then the
0: Merid, I don't know if it's Merid or Marine. I,
1: think uh, I don't know either. Um,
0: but they get fog, cloud, blur, sleep, storm, control water, and cone of cold for your water elemental gem. Um also, side note, with the art in this book, the you can see that the the genie warlock has a little dragon flying above her because she took back to the chain for her boom. And if you look at the art for the Fathomless Warlock, you can see he's got a little tentacle amulet because he took the pack boon of the amulet. Okay. And now I want to go through and find all the warlock artwork and try to figure out what pack they took. <laughs> what pack boon they have. But that's that's for another day on my own time. Um, so you also get a vessel. And the vessel is kind of like the keystone of the of the genie warlock, because you can use it as your um, focus. focus and you, a, a handful of your features interact with it. Um, and the some of the suggestions for it, the oil lamp, pretty traditional, the urn, the ring with a little compartment, which I think would be the most convenient. Oh, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the stoppered bottle, hollow statue, ornate lantern. Um, really theme it. If you're playing like an Eastern campaign, I think it would be pretty cool for your vessel to be like one of those paper lanterns. That would be pretty cool. cool. Yeah. Uh, or like, if you're doing like a Western campaign, it could be like a a like a powder horn.
1: <laughs> oh. Or like yeah. a drinking
0: horn with a stop a oh. stopper on it.
1: Oh, crap! What was it? Uh, it could be one of those those ring bottles that apparently they used out in the old West. I'm trying to think
0: of what they look like.
1: It, it's just like a, a clay ceramic bottle, but. It's in the shape of a ring and it's got a stop on the top of it. Oh, Cause, yeah, yeah, cause yeah. You could, you could easily loop through it.
0: Right, yeah. So you can just loop it onto your saddle or your belt.
1: <coughs> Excuse you, me. Or whatever it is.
0: Yeah, so get get wild with it. It's like your spell book. You know, customize yeah. it. What does it look like? What is it, how much does it weigh? What does it do? And then you get the bottled respite feature, which is, I was thinking of so many cool ways to use this feature. So what it does is. Oh, no. It uh, lets just... you go into your bottle.
1: In in, in a <laughs> modern campaign. Somebody using a fucking Hydro Flask. (laughs) (laughs) Or or even worse, an old bottle of Mountain Dew. (laughs) You pick Mountain Dew because I'm drinking Mountain Dew, right? (laughs) Mostly because of the Baja Blast jokes.
0: (laughs) You're a married... (laughs) genie warlock with a bottle of baja blast you just open it and shoot out your cone of coal right here
1: <laughs> and it, it's like a bright blue green <laughs> <laughs> <It> smells terrible <laughs> it's old and it's old and flat so you've had it forever um <laughs> anyways whoever gets hit with it also gets a sugar rush so you have a uh,
0: so you have a 20 foot radius cylinder that's 20 feet high, and it's comfortable inside. There's tables and cushions so you can relax. And here's the part that I love. While inside, you can hear the area around your vessel as if you were in its space. Okay. This is what I was thinking of. So at 10th level, you get Sanctuary Vessel, which lets you bring um, up to five willing creatures into your vessel with you, which is perfect, because we always play with, like, six people. So that's six total. And I'm just thinking, you could easily just like set the ring down, like on a table or on a shelf in a place where people where you're like trying to like you get into a room before a meeting. Set your tiny little ring with a compartment down, so it's a little out of the way, and then the whole party goes into it.
1: Then and, you just listen. And you
0: can just listen to the meeting. Just spy with it.
1: Ooh, yes.
0: And you can, and it, it counts as a short rest. You can you can short rest in it. And you could use this to get get out of danger. It's like, oh, we're we're being attacked. Everybody come here and touch me. And you all just go into the ring and the monsters pick it up and go, hell, they just disappeared and this ring is left. What are we going to do with it? They bring it to their boss. You get a short rest, pop out, fight the boss. There you go. Um, Plus, with the sanctuary vessel, anybody who uses it for a long rest or is in there for 10 minutes, gains the short rest effect. Oh, nice. And if they use hit die, they add your proficiency bonus to their healing per hit die, so they can heal more in that ten minute short rest.
1: Damn!
0: It's just this is such a great.
1: I, I kind of want to like, build one dungeon
0: though. crawling tool. Now you can only use it. You can only use the wild respite and just the sanctuary vessel once per long rest. But it's still it's a way to get arrested if you're doing a dungeon that's like you're not the DM's like you're not going to be able to rest. They're, the monsters are constantly moving. Yeah. Even a short rest. If, the only way you're going to be able to do a short rest is if you barricade yourself in like an off off room where you're hidden and they're not going to find you. But then you have your vessel. You could just put it in a corner, in a shadow, out of the way, pull the party in for 10 minutes, get that short rest, get some of your abilities back. If you're a warlock, you get all your abilities back except for a couple. And yeah, there you go. It's, it's, just, it's the utility from... The genie warlock, just from that one feature, is kind of too with sanctuary vessel, is is phenomenal, and that's not even all you can do with it. You also can attack with it. Yeah, when you hit with an attack roll, if you're touching your, uh, your your genie's vessel, you can add what is it? Oh, it's type of damage determined by your patron. So if you're, and this goes for a, a handful of the other features. So Dao is bludgeoning. Jin is Thunder, Ifrit is Fire, Merit is Cold.
1: I wonder why. <laughs> right.
0: I just. It's just kind of funny to me that all of them are elemental damage types, except the Dao, who are the Earth elemental, and they just get bludgeoning.
1: Yeah. Because rocks. Yeah. <laughs> kind of sad. At least it's magical bludgeoning.
0: It is magical bludgeoning.
1: Um, and then the vessel
0: has AC equal to your spell save so DC, and hit points equal to your Warlock level plus your proficiency bonus. And if it gets destroyed, it doesn't hurt you. You just while you're in it, it just pops you out. It just spits you out if it gets destroyed. Yep. So even if you you think as a last ditch effort, we need to get some healing in because we're losing this fight. Let's all let's all go into my vessel. If the monsters don't destroy it within ten minutes, which they might not. They might just see the ring and be like, oh, they disappeared, but the ring stayed. Let's just take it and put it in our treasure trove.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> then you then you pop out of it and you're just like, hi,
0: yeah, hello. Now we're right where we need to be, in the treasure trove. Oh yeah, yep. You're fighting kobolds, and they bring it right to their dragon's treasure room.
1: But yeah. So you elemental pop, gift. You pop up oh. in the
0: dragon's treasure trove, and Smog's penis like right there.
1: <laughs> it's just a, it's just a giant bad dragon dildo. It's not even actually like a penis or anything. It's just like the dildo is just like, I didn't. What?
0: <laughs> I did not intend this.
1: Oh. I, well, I guess dragons need love, too.
0: All right, 6th level feature, Elemental Gift. You gain resistance to the damage type episode to your patron, which is pretty cool. Yep. And then you get a, you can fly for 30 feet and last for 10 minutes, during which you can hover. I like to imagine if you use this feature to fly, it does like with... So the genies in the monster manual all have legs, unless they're flying. When they're flying, their legs transform into like whirlwinds. Yeah. So I would absolutely be like, yeah, when I use this feature to fly, my legs disappear and there's a whirlwind. Or if you're a marriage it's like a whirlpool. If you're a a free, it's a cone of fire. Yeah. If you're a a dow, it's like a little sandstorm. Love that. Just very thematic. We talked about Sanctuary Medical. And then at 14th level, you get limited wish. So you uh request the effect of a spell at sixth level or lower, has a catch time of one action.
1: And Spell can be from any class's spell list, and you don't need to meet the requirements in that spell, including costly components. The spell simply takes effect as part of the action.
0: Mm-hmm. And then you can't use it again until you've had one d4 long rest.
1: So, as little as one long rest, as much as four. Yeah, but still, if he, if it's a pinch, somebody dies. And you know, the
0: cleric dies. Revivifies not a six, is. I think a fifth level spell, maybe a fourth level.
1: Uh, maybe. Let's take a look here. Revivify 5e e is a third level spell. So there you go.
0: Nobody just, The cleric goes down. You can use your limited wish to revivify them. You can use your limited wish to fireball somebody if you really want to. It's just... It's a cool yeah, little that, feature there. I think that Tasha's is gave is warlocks one of the classes that got really good subclasses
1: yeah i mean it didn't get as much as like say fighter did or i think
0: i think everybody got two classes except druid got three
1: uh cleric got three but i mean even just like outside of the class stuff it didn't get as much but it got a lot of good stuff
0: Yeah, you got a handful they got they got less packed boon they got a pack. boon they got less elders invocations than they did in xanathars in xanathars they had like two pages of new invocations and uh in this one you have i think eight total a page and then one on the other page and the page well really it's one page because there's a big piece of art on the yeah on the page that has them
1: but um fancy glowy uh this, the, the limited
0: stuff that warlock got is really good and I think that it it, it's a, it it helps these warlocks. These two particular packs of warlock are going to have a much easier time not being Elders Blast Cannons.
1: Yes, because you
0: just you have all these neat features that you can use, and it really speaks to the versatility of the warlock, which is something that I think gets overlooked a lot. Is because they had such a limited ability to cast spells, and yet people still like I I'm guilty of it. I look at them in this as I look at. Uh, Wizard, Warlock, and Sorcerer is like the main spell casters. Because like Bard, Druid, and Cleric, I feel like they have more... Like if you take away their ability to cast spells and all their features that are tied to casting spells, I still feel like Druid, Bard, and Cleric keep more of their identity than a Sorcerer, a Warlock, or a Wizard would. Right. But Warlock is kind of in between yet. Yeah because a warlock that can't cast spells because they've used all their spell slots can still do stuff. They still have pack boon abilities. They still have Eldritch invocations that aren't tied to their leveled spells. Mm-hmm. So you can still Eldritch Blast. You can, if you're a Hexblade, you can still curse people. If you're a Fathomless, you can still summon your tentacle. If you're a genie, you can still, you know, you can attack with your weapon and add that extra damage from your vessel. You've got stuff you can do. Uh, Warlock is if you really want to play like that, if you really want to play a Hexblade, <laughs> you don't have to use the Hexblade class. No. For Warlock, you could make a sword and sorcery character with any of these, and you don't even have to use the Pact of the Blade to do it. Like I, I had an idea for a Hexblade Warlock that was a amulet pact boon.
1: Okay. Like, using the
0: amulet's abilities to protect themselves while they fought with their sword.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. I like that. Um, I
0: had, when I was thinking about building Final Fantasy XIV characters, like, building the jobs in 5th edition without right. brewing, instead of, and without making, like, I, I thought about making subclasses, and now, lately, I've been like, how would I play this with the current rules without adding anything? And for me, I still look at the scholar as a uh, celestial pact, uh, pact boon would be pact of the chain with their fairy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and you can just have your little fairy familiar that goes around and heals for you, and concentrates on your long-term defensive spells. And
1: yeah, yeah, I I, I see it quite well. It'll be interesting to see how we add Reaper and uh, Sage into right. the mix because th- those those no lists are. Now oh, that's interesting. That's so weird.
0: in my in my thinking about playing the jobs in fifth edition, I got to Gunbreaker and I'm like, well, gunblades aren't in the game. And I was like, you be a Psy Warrior. Because you still have multi-attack three. Yeah. You have with the Psy Warrior, you can add force damage to your attacks, like you're spending cartridges. You mm-hmm. can give yourself shields like you're spending it's, it's there. It's just yeah the Psy Warrior.
1: You just theme it differently. You just
0: I don't have a gunblade because they don't exist. <laughs>
1: Well, you just say my sword's a gun blade, and <laughs> your psi attacks are the charge expenditures. Yeah,
0: exactly.
1: There you go. You don't even have to really homebrew anything. You just kind I mean, of re skinning Because I mean, the gun blades in Final Fantasy fourteen, they don't actually have a gun. I
0: know some of it, them it, do. It, some of them have a little barrel. And personally, I prefer those ones for like the aesthetic look. I like the ones with the barrel on top of the blade. But I understand that.
1: But no, the, they don't shoot. They don't. Like, they don't shoot anything out of that <laughs> barrel. It's just an aesthetic choice because the garleans are weird
0: yeah or um i think one of the ronkin ones just looks like a musket with like a little blade on the end oh no the ronkin one is uh has like the long barrel but then the one from the dungeon is the sawback and it doesn't have a barrel i just remember when i was leveling gunbreaker i always would reese i would always glamour my gun to be one that had a barrel because i just i like the look of it because i'm weird like a garland <laughs> yeah but um, back to warlocks. I think we warlocks are class that I don't think about. Like it's kind of like monk. We only really had one or two in our adventures. I had an idea for a celestial pact fallen Asimov awesome, warlock whose um, their uh, their patron is like their Tried. probation officer. Yes, yeah. <laughs> um, it's literally the same character as my fallen Asimov awesome, redemption paladin just kind of re-flavoring how they are going about
1: the the personality that they do it yeah but um
0: warlock is i like warlock it doesn't really fall like my top five classes but it's not in my bottom five either it's in that little middle gray area with ranger and rogue Just because, you know, there's 13 classes. If you have a top five and a bottom five, you have three in the middle. Yep. And for me, that's Warlock, Ranger, and Rogue kind of fall in the middle. And I like Warlock, though. I like Warlock a lot. I think it's a neat class. Uh, When we do our episode on patrons, we'll really dig into why having a Warlock in your party can create adventures so well. And we can do that for every class. We can have have, have a paladin who has, I have to do this thing for my oath. Will you guys help me? Uh, or they make a mistake and break their oath, and go on a little redemption quest.
1: New, new, new mini series story hooks.
0: Class-specific story hooks. <laughs> we're gonna go. We just finished going through all the classes to revisit them. Now we're gonna go through all the classes again for story hooks.
1: I, I think. I for, think we've taken a the, break from classes. Yeah, I mean, like if we we sprinkle one of those in, we we won't do just like a marathon of class discussions. Right, and that's something
0: we can do. Every now and then we can be like, hey, we don't know what to do this week. So we're gonna talk about story hooks for monks. Yep. Story hooks for roles. And some classes I think are gonna be easier than others.
1: Um like warlocks really easy. Warlock's
0: really easy, paladin's pretty easy, monk, I think, is really easy. Anything where the class itself has this kind of built-in world building: warlock, monk, paladin, cleric. Um classes like Barbarian, it's gonna be. The 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 stuff that is built into your world because you have a barbarian aren't so much because they're barbarian, but they have to do with the player themselves building up their backstory, right? And talking about where they come from, which it's it's just as good of a thing for a story hook. It's just compared to these other classes like warlock, you have it where it's like you have to think about this. You know, the rogue doesn't have to have been part of a thieves guild that you can use as a story hook for a later adventure.
1: No, the rogue they could just be a
0: rogue. Yeah, Can they just be a be a thief.
1: They could just be a, I don't know. They're just a dickhead. Yeah, that guy I mean, got good at tricking people out of their money.
0: Right, and then of course, then 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 your hook is the person they tricked out of money before they became an adventurer is coming back and wants their money back. <laughs> now they're going to become a problem, but we'll we'll think into that later. I just I like Warlock a lot. There's a lot of. Depth to the warlock class because there's so many layers to making one. There's so many. Cho- there's so many more choices you make when you're making a warlock compared to other classes.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was a lot of fun that home or that uh quick one shot that we played, where I played a warlock paladin. Yeah, your your pal your pallock,
0: your yep. goblin pallock. That was a fun character.
1: Yep. Who was a simp for his demon He's patron? A simp
0: for his demon patron. Were you a conquest oath? Yep. I took an Oath of Conquest to my patrons. That also makes it easy for you to be a warlock that then multiclasses into something else. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw a post on my DM's group this morning about warlocks whose patrons were the gods. Like, having a god as your patron. Like the, and the question was, what's the difference between a warlock with a deity as their patron and a cleric? And a lot of people were like, oh, you're a celestial pact warlock. I don't know if that's necessarily the case. I I could see somebody playing like if we were playing an evil campaign, I would play a drow warlock, uh, infernal packed drow warlock whose patron was wolf. Yeah, I mean, it, in the books they're all clerics, but why not? Why not have? Why couldn't one of them have that? Devotion to loth manifest as this pact and as a warlock, rather than a clerical divine magic.
1: And maybe they're they're not. It's not divine magic. It's loth literally saying, "Here are some of my powers." Right. Not, not, they, sa- not saying like, "Okay, you can cast magic now." Go go spread my word. No, it's just like you are actually my direct tool. Go do my bidding.
0: And the thing too is is that you could have the backstory for that character be that they failed their test to become. A priestess of Loth. And usually when you fail that test, you get turned into a drider and then everybody hates you and all this other stuff. But Loth is so, like, Loth, su- Loth sucks, okay? I, I love Loth because I like Monster Girls. But Loth <laughs> sucks. She is the fucking worst. So, Drow have this society where it's like, yeah, you are going to undermine and spy on and assassinate and trick and do all this nasty shit to people but if you get caught doing it you're in trouble but you're supposed to do it because Wolf says that's how you do it you're supposed to do this stuff it's like it's like that one episode of naruto where they're they're taking the test and they're supposed to cheat but if they get caught cheating they're in trouble that's drow society. Which just sounds like a pain in the ass for everyone involved even the even like the powerful women in Drowless Society who are at the top of the food chain it seems like it's a real pain in the ass to like live under the laws of wolf but I could see a, a, a warlock that like failed that test and wolf was like I was really impressed with you even though you failed so here's what you're gonna do I'm gonna give you this power and you're gonna use it to fuck with people and then that warlock can go well why am I screwing with the people that passed your test? And both is like well, I don't know because I told you to
1: <laughs>
0: because she has plans within plans. Both is a great villain. She really is. She's such a such a conniving plans within plans.
1: There's a reason why she got a planeswalker card in Adventures of the Forgotten She's Realm. She's nasty. She's great. I think both is it, it was her Bahamut and uh, some green character.
0: Uh, sh- some halfling bard. Yeah, is <laughs> the venture into the dungeon planeswalker. That set is so exciting. Like, yeah. it makes me want to, like, kind go of, buy a box.
1: I kind of want to go to the pre-release today. Is it today? Yep. Uh, as of today, it is the 17th. It's at 1 o'clock. Huh. You could go and play that before D&D. Yeah. I mean, maybe. packs pack start opening at noon. We have to finish recording.
0: I don't have time to do it, because i got to go clean my house. But... Yeah,
1: I'm probably not. I don't have the energy. Yeah. You guys have a lot going on. But, yeah, there might be a lull in recordings if you guys are... Well, luckily, we... At, the moment of recording this we have a backlog yeah so. that's why i wanted to
0: come today because even though we had a backlog i was like i really want to like keep the backlog going because i don't know if you guys are going to be yeah. in a position for a week or two where we can't record
1: right or- i mean worse comes to worse i keep this out and just bring it to your house before D.
0: yeah i mean it'd be it's a lot to move around but
1: it and- is what it is life happens fast i man. mean I justine brings her entire roadcaster, which is a four input audio interface with a bunch of buttons and leveling, outputs, inputs. It's got its own built in recording, and then her recording arms and her two road microphones <laughs> and all the XLR cables. Brings that everywhere she goes.
0: It's like having a kid, you have so much extra shit you have to care. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Except she's just a YouTuber.
0: <laughs> right. Being a YouTuber or podcaster is like having a child. <laughs> so yeah. yeah warlocks. They're great. They're underappreciated. Uh taking that one or two <laughs> one to three level dip in them is great.
1: YouTubers are warlocks. They YouTubers are
0: warlocks. They have a packed with Google. They're they're I saw somebody made a joke, I don't remember what, I think it was on Instagram. They're, they're Warlock Bards. Of no, they're they're Warlock who uh their patron was GoFundMe. <laughs> oh no
1: no take it back
0: so it's like hey guys i need you to uh go donate to my patreon so that i can get some spell slots back (laughs) like they're always talking to themselves oh my god oh
1: my god a character that has to spend money to (laughs) to cast their spells like their warlock is just a greedy bit or their their patron is just a greedy bit what was
0: that class in um bravely default merchant where you spent money to do stuff yes they're a warlock and their their patron is capitalism
1: (laughs) you are fucking you have to spend your pig
0: right your pieces of gold
1: no it's not even like a a shortening of it it's not like they actually they actually say that's a pig that i have to spend it's just like
0: why did you it's call it that? Just I call don't... it Gil. Square? It was made by Square. They could call it Gil and no one would care. No, they, they <laughs> wouldn't.
1: I just. Eh. <laughs> the default. I want to love it.
0: It's hard to love, but I love it.
1: <laughs> but, but, but the only thing I really love anymore about it is Adia and her Murgurger. <laughs>
0: murgerger! The terrible voice acting. Why did, you're on my blackest pitch list now. That would be a cool thing, though, especially when you have those things like, oh, this treasure trove has 15,000 GP. What are you going to do with it? Oh, I'm going to invest it right now into spell slots. So I (laughs) have a bit. That would be a cool thing, too, if you could get more spell slots, like, beyond what you normally get by investing, by disappearing. All right, patron, take this gold. It all vanishes. Now I have some extra spell slots. We can go now. (laughs) Woo! Woo! That yeah. would be, it. I'm not scared to play with it too. Like if you're somebody else in the party like stop taking all the gold for your spell slots. <laughs> Do you want me to be able to cast fireball or not? <laughs> that means I get no money. Oh, you can have the CP and the SP. I just need the expensive stuff.
1: You can take the gems. I can't actually use those. I have to have gold. I have to only have only gold ones. pieces. Yeah. Only, only ones gold.
0: In a villain campaign, your patron is Trump. <laughs> uh, uh, <what? laughs> Pact of the Reaganomics warlock. <laughs> <laughs> Just give me all the gold, guys, I'll use it for my spell slots. It's trickle down. <laughs> <laughs> ah! <laughs> ah! <laughs> so to end this cursed episode. <laughs> Warlocks are cool. Next is wizards. And then we're done recapping the classes. I got time. You want to record wizards right now? Uh, sure.
1: We'll be right back. For us. We'll be right back back next week. week. (laughs) (laughs) And as always, keep keep on on delving.